This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. You know what I wrote down, actually? Huh? Or I, what I noted down in my mind was... Oh, that's funny. Christy refers to herself as an idea machine, which reminds me of Idea Machine Don Sif, which is a yeah. thing we shouldn't bring up on this podcast because no one will know what the fuck that is. I think it would be really fun to bring it up and kind of do a deep dive into this meme. Uh-huh. From is, 2012? Yeah, that is Idea Machine Don Sif. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a not interesting meme about kind of the internet's mean reaction to this woman doing something that was genuinely new and interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Deadline Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Good. Baby Nation, she was uh <laughs> I can't believe we're talking strategist. about strategist out of the gate. I hate Do you know this. it? Something no, no, no. is. No, no, no. Deadline Jedi. Idea machine Don Sif. You know what? I got the internet right here. <gasps> no, no, no. Tanner Googles Don Sif. This has gone completely off the rails. Tanner Green Ring. The only reason I engage with you at all on this topic is to tell you that I also noticed it, and the thing that I thought when I noticed it is that we should not talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. Journalist, strategist, manager, deadline Jedi, idea machine, Don Sif. Great. Don Sif, if you're listening, we're big fans of your work. We are. Tanner. Tanner. Christy Thomas is not a journalist, but she is a strategist. She's yep. a manager. She's an idea machine. She's a deadline Jedi. She is a deadline Jedi. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Awesome. Christy Thomas. Well, let's uh, let's weave this into the fabric of the show so we can't cut it out. Yeah. I'm sure I'll, <laughs> I'm sure I'll mention it again later. <laughs> Perfect. A forgotten, sure... The first ever Vine resume. That's what it was, Baby Nation? It was the first uh, ever Vine resume. It was when Tanner Vine and first I started. Work on the internet, so we have to pay attention to these things. You don't. Uh, but unfortunately, you listen to our show, so we force these things. We thrust these things upon you. Uh, she's an idea machine, Tanner, much like you and I. This week, we read a book. Called? No, no, no. no, no idea no. machine, Don Sif. Hey, you know what? I'm going to introduce Tanner Green Ring. You've had, I've given you every fucking opportunity to talk about something other than a short-lived and long-forgotten meme from 2012, and at every opportunity that I've given you, you have turned the conversation right back to that, the first ever Vine resume. And so, without further ado, I'm going to forcibly change the subject. Everyone talks about the first ever Vine resume. No one Uh. talks about the last ever Vine resume. (laughs) Well, it's too late now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Baby Nation, we haven't even greeted you yet, and I'd like to do that now. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. And welcome. No, I do that part. To the... I do that part. For Kids Only cast, the internet's first and only podcast about Stony Brook, Connecticut's hit month-long program just for kids on WSTO. Um, Four kids only, starring Claudia Kishi and Ashley Wyeth. <laughs> hi, hi, and welcome, Baby Nation, to Bike Advice. Oh, you want to do Bike Advice with Pete? Let's and- do Bike Advice. <laughs> bike Advice with Pete Black and Erica Blumberg. I'm Pete Black. 
Ugh, I'm Eric, Erica Blumberg. And this is a weekly show on WSTO uh, on Claudia Kishi's Four Kids Only radio show, where we give... It's a sub-show. A, it's a show within a show. It's a show within a show. We give bike advice. Erica, Yeah. I would like to uh, give some bike advice for our listeners right now, if that's all right with you. Okay. Do I even here's, need to be here? <laughs> here's a little... Well, you can, you can weigh in. Uh-huh. You do, do, do like a comedy turn. Uh, after I give the advice, uh, listeners, bikeheads, blackheads, all you blackheads out there, I hope you're listening. This week's bike advice is if you're biking around in New York City and somebody yells at you, just call them a nerd. Call them a nerd and just keep going. Just shout, nerd! Yeah. <laughs> and keep on going. They won't know what to do. It's very disconcerting for people. It's not what they expect. They expect a middle finger. They expect a fuck you. But if yeah. you just say, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's so cutting. Puts them right in their place. Erica, yeah. you got any uh, bike advice for the uh, for the blackheads out there? Um, if you're riding at night, wear reflective uh, <laughs> reflective gear. Yeah. You know? maybe, Be safe uh, out there. Maybe a light. Yeah. Always have, Always have a light. Well, blackheads and blumheads, uh, that's all the time we have today for bike advice with me, Pete Black. And me, Erica something. Blumberg. Blumberg. <laughs> I've been Erica Blumberg. <laughs> and now back to our regularly scheduled show. Now it's me, Baby Nation. It's me. Now it's me, Jack. And me, Tanner Greenring. Hey there, all you jackheads out there. <laughs> and hey, you all, all you tan, tan nerds. Tannerts. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? This is a shout out to all you jackheads and you tannerts out there. <laughs> We're coming at you hot with our brand new show. <laughs> you know what sucks is yeah. both of those nicknames for fans of us as individuals are Sound bad. very insulting, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tannerd. One, you're calling him a nerd, and one, you're calling them a zit. This fucking jackhead. Hi, hi, Baby Nation, and welcome. To the Babysitter's Club. 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 A podcast in which I, Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. Sorry. A podcast in which I'm Jack Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. And in which we talk about the classic novels of Princeton's own Princess Annabelle Matthews Martin, Sanctified, Stormborn, Mother of Clocks, and Bane to Bats. The first of her name and the last of her kind, and the last hope for humankind. Uh, we talk specifically about her great sitter's cycle. Uh, each week we read her books one by one. This week we read a book called Babysitter's Club number 85, Claudia Kishi, live from WSTO. What do you think that call sign stands for? I think it stands for, Tanner, witches, spirits, time walkers, and orbs. <laughs> <laughs> Time is time walker hyphenated or <laughs> that's all one word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I think. What do you think? Do you think that's right? I guess maybe just the first three letters of Stony Brook, but oh, I think your too. thing is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense too. W on the east of the Mississippi, K on the west. Baby Nation, there's a fun little radio fact for you. Oh, what fun. Recite that at your next party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bet, you, bet you didn't know uh, this, yeah. you say, to that, that bow you've had your eye on. Yeah. I was just looking for something to recite at my next party, you said to yourself <laughs> before you turned on this podcast. <laughs> and now here you are. 
<laughs> with that thing. You see a circle of friends in a corner, like having a yeah. close conversation. You just burst right in there and you're like, hey guys, bet you didn't hey know guys. this. East of the yeah. Mississippi W, K on the West. Oh, I'm talking about radio stations, by the way. <laughs> anyway, bye. Yeah. Tanner. I read a book this week. It was called Claudia Kishi, live from WSTO. In this book, Claudia has a radio show called The... Four Kids Only. Four Kids Only show. And I was going to do a fun thing where we pretended like this podcast was for the Four Kids Only show, but Jack decided that he didn't want to play in my space. So we're just doing the Babysitter's Club Club, as usual. We can do it Four Kids Only, if you like. No, too late. You've already introduced the show. Yeah, I, oh, so you could only do it before introduction? We could, what? No, it's like an alternate reality game. You mean the, to choose your In own this adventure. universe, the Babysitter's Club Club doesn't exist, and instead, you and I host a podcast, a radio, dedicated, show. A radio show dedicated solely to our thoughts and intellectual sort of like repartee around Claudia Kishi's afternoon radio show for kids only. Which is a bad show. It's a premise that I thought you'd be familiar with because we've done it several times with the We Are Kids Club and Kids Kids Incorporated Inc. All right. Oh wait, but it's no, four no. kids. It's four kids only. Only. We could call it the four kids. Four kids only. Only. I think that would be very difficult. For wait, people. wait, wait. No, wait. So I want to say it's for 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 kids only. Kids only. A podcast. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, this is a podcast f- f- only for kids who listen Good. to four kids yep, only. Yep, 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 yep. Um, okay, let's take it the from f- the top. All right. Um, howdy hi out there, and welcome to... Is that okay? Loved it. I just kind of went with it. Okay. Yeah. How, howdy hi out there, and welcome to four kids only, kids only. Nope. Four, four kids only, kids oh, only. sorry. Let's take it from the top. Yeah. Howdy hi out there. And welcome to For For Kids Only, Only. No, you're just, your cadence is off. Howdy hi out there, and welcome <laughs> to For For Kids Only, Only. A podcast. a podcast in which I, Tanner Greenring, and I'm Jack Shepard, <laughs> discuss Claudia Kishi and Ashley Wyeth's hit WSTO show, For Kids Only. Howdy hi. This week's theme, friendship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we should do book recaps, but then I have, I have, uh, <laughs> maybe this should be a recurring segment. I'm worried that there's been some IP theft. Okay. Oh, wow. Do we need an intro Possibly. for the segment? Possibly. But I, 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 IP theft. That's not very good. But let's introduce the show first and bring Baby Nation into the fold so they know what You know what they say, Tanner? There's no I in IP theft. No, there is. Oh, yeah. There's, it's mostly I. It's mostly I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, you want to do a recap of the book this week? Yeah, let's, start, let's, uh, let's recap this book, and then we can do your, your hit news segment. All eyes There's on no... IP theft. Mm-hmm. IP freely. And then IP freely. <laughs> IP. You do your book recap, and I'll, I'll ruminate on this. Okay, cool, but you're also going to listen to my book recap, right? IP. What rhymes with IP? Oh, you're going to ruminate on it aloud while I do my book recap? We've lost in Baby Nation. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to describe this novel. And then when I'm finished describing this novel, we're going to have old Tanner Greenring describe the novel. Tanner, can you give me a, some kind of a, a physical signal? You don't even need to make a noise. Uh, what are you saying? Okay. I caught my name. Can I describe the novel? Yeah, I already asked you to, Jack. Okay. 
I'm working cool. on an IP pun over here. Okay, good. Well, work on it quietly. Baby Nation, I'm going to describe this novel for you right now. There's something in the air in the small town of Stony Brook, Connecticut, that's got everybody talking. More accurately, there's something on the air in the small town of Stony Brook, Connecticut, that's got everybody listening. That's right. It's the hottest new radio show to hit the airwaves in a long, long time. Claudia Kishi's For Kids Only Variety Hour. And Claudia is so busy filling up the most popular hour in radio with top comedy talent, a dynamic new game show, and new material from some of Connecticut's most celebrated writers that she almost fails to notice the emptiness that drove her to find new work in the first place. The emptiness that she started to feel when her only friend, Stacy, deserted her. The emptiness that echoes in the air around her as she fills up other people with comedy and games and words. There's something in the air in this small town of Stony Brook, Connecticut. But there's something missing from Claudia Kishi's life. And it's going to take a lot more than her newfound fame to fix it. Claudia Kishi, live from WSTO. A novel by Anna M. Martin. Here's what I came up with. Okay. Master of the IPs. Excuse me? Like master of the piece, but like master of the IPs. That's what you came up with? That was like a fucking 10-minute intro. Master of the IPs. That's what you came up with. Uh-huh. You stick your stand by it. I no, I don't feel good about it, but it's all like This this from the man whose first album was IP Freely? Talk about a sophomore slump. Master Master IP's Theater. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing my best over here, man. Um, all right. Well, Baby Nation, welcome to a IP show within freely. a show within a show called IP Freely, where yeah. we discuss whether or not Anne has violated some kind of intellectual property law or whether someone has violated Anne's intellectual property. This week, I think it's the latter, given that this book came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Uh, Claudia has a radio show in which... There is themed episodes where the hosts kind of come in between segments and do little like slice of life introductions um, and then kick it to a producer who does a segment kind of based on a theme. Uh Uh-huh. I'm describing This American Life. Oh. (laughs) You think that Claudia's idea... I think Ira Glass stole the idea for This American Life from Claudia Kishi, and specifically from Anna Martin in the book, Claudia Kishi Live from WSTO. And that fucking fits, man. Ira Glass is a man who does his fucking research. And I am certain, if I know anything about Ira Glass, that when he first had an idea for doing a radio show, he read all of the canonical texts He read everything about making a radio show. About making a radio show. And what, like, how much deeper could you signal that than the title of this novel, Claudia Kishi, live from WSTO? That must have just jumped out at old Ira. I mean, this is pre-Facebook. When he was looking at the, like, microfiche. Exactly. He was on, like, gopher message boards. Looking at LexisNexis. Anyone read any good books about producing a radio show? And someone was like, yeah, I've read one. It was called Claudia Kishi, live from WSTO. And he's reading it. He's like, hour-long show, segments, 
host comes in between, does little slice of life things, has segments from producers along a theme. People tell their stories. Right. These are real Americans telling real American stories. Wow. Wow. That's solid. Right? Oh, it's all built around a theme. Mm -hmm. So what do we do about this? Can we report it? I don't think it's our responsibility to report it. Can we make a citizen's arrest? I think if Baby Nation, if any of you live in Chicago, Illinois, mm-hmm. where I presume Ira Glass continues to live, right? If you so see him on the street, make a citizen's arrest. Yeah, you're allowed right. to do that. I think it's it's in the Constitution. I'm not sure. You go up to him, you grab him, mm-hmm. you say, "This is a citizen's arrest." You know what you did. IP freely. Yeah. And wave the uh, yeah. I say IP freely and wave wave a, a copy of this book at him. Right, he'll know what to do. He'll turn and himself a, and in. a copy of the Constitution. Yeah, <laughs> unless and I'm not sure if this is the case with Ira Glass. He may be a sovereign citizen. Yeah, in which case oh. he cannot be detained and he is free to go. Yeah, <laughs> so you're gonna have to play that by ear, baby nation. Is this does this constitute as legal advice that we're giving? Do we have to, we have to say, I feel like you have to do disclaimers when you tell someone to do something. Uh, can I do, I'll do a disclaimer just to protect us. Baby Nation, what we're doing right now is we're giving you legal advice. This legal advice will hold up in a court of law, and you can refer to this as official legal advice that was given to you by BSCC Incorporated, starring Jack and Tanner. Please do go and arrest Ira Glass. You have a citizen's arrest to him. Wave a copy of the Constitution, wave a copy of this novel, and make sure that that bastard rots in jail for the rest of his fucking life. Right. And clarify that you and I are sovereign citizens, and we're oh. immune to American law. Tanner and I are sovereign citizens and immune to American law. Um, are we free to go? <laughs> are we free to go? I think that covers us. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm. For, you know, I've, I've read a lot about the law. Right. Um, so I feel like we're covered. Um, hey, Tanner, how about you describe the book? Fine. I was putting it off as long as possible. I was hoping you'd forget. It's a good-ass fucking book, you man. got an airtight memory palace up there. Tanner, what I'm going to do this week is a little bit different than in previous weeks. I'm still going to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock like I normally do. But this week, I'm going to put 60 seconds on a big bad clock that Daddy just spent all of Baby Cyril's college fund on a brand new big bad clock let me see it it's just a phone is it is this just a phone yeah it's a new phone oh i got a new phone too oh fuck you mine's an iphone 8 well did you spend all of your future child's college fund on it no just it's like a monthly payment plan i think it's like 30 bucks a month fine well, what's yours an iphone 8 it's a 7 <laughs> <laughs> so it's a generation old mm-hmm. baby nation i'm gonna put 60 seconds on this small bad clock uh and during those 60 seconds you're going to describe this novel i'm going to begin right now um okay baby nation uh claudia is listless she feels like she needs a hobby since she lost her best friend whose name i am having trouble remembering uh she tries a bunch of things like tuba and tap dancing and none of them fit she hears on wsto uh stony brook's local radio station that they are having a contest to bring in a child dj um, and she applies and wins, and her runner-up is her co-DJ, second-in-command, and it turns out to be old friend, old friend of me, Ashley Wyeth. They put on a, a radio show called Four Kids Only, where they have kids on to discuss topics around a theme. Uh, it goes fairly well, and uh, people really like it, and the radio station was on the brink of shutting down, but Claudia's show is so good that it, and she gives such good advice to a little boy named George that it saves the radio station. B plot. There was none. And time. Great job. I don't think. I guess the B plot. Job. The B plot was Christy, Christy trying to get on the show, but it was so closely tied to the A plot that it didn't really feel like a B plot. 
Yeah, in case you haven't guessed, Baby Nation, from um, how enthusiastic Tanner and I are about this novel, this is a Pete Laranges book. And swimming in a sea of peat this week. Swimming in a sea of sweet peat. A sweet, sweet sea. The tasty sea you love her swimming. Sea of peat. (laughs) That got so lost. You got so lost on that journey. I felt. You just kept saying sweet and peat and sea. (laughs) It felt so good. It's a lot of assonance there, Baby Nation. Sea of Pete, Sweet Pete. Listen, in case you haven't guessed, it's a book that was written by Sweet Pete, the great Sweet Pete Larangis, and in a way that only Sweet Pete could possibly do, the B-plot and the A-plot move together seamlessly like dancers. Yeah. Um, And the B-plot is that Christy is bad. Christy really wants to be on the show primarily, I think, to promote the Babysitter's Club. I don't think Christy's like a fame queen no but definitely wants to be on the show it's pretty it's everybody has that one friend and that's what christy is this week is is claudia gets wins this competition she's got a radio show it's the talk of stony brook and then christy is like oh cool um i'd like to use some of your radio show to promote my personal brand yeah and claudia's like uh i'm not sure if we have time for it and christy just like won't fucking stop but Claudia's generous, so she hears Christy out. She allows Christy to audition several times. Christy is bad. Her concepts Christy's are bad. bad. For an idea machine, like, Christy's ideas are pretty bad. Dude, I was thinking this as well. It kind of feels like Christy has run out of ideas. And this is like deeply troubling, given that like the main thing that Christy offers is she at least is- still a Deadline Jedi? Or I don't even. Oh, you wanted to just weave that back. right back into the fabric of the show. <laughs> The thing about Christy is that she's uh, she's supposed to be an idea machine, right? right? She's supposed to be a strategist. Manager. She's supposed to be a manager. Deadline you know, she's Jedi. She's supposed to be someone who can meet dead. What is that? Like a Jedi of deadlines. I would say somebody who like who gets things done on time. This is 1995. It's before The Phantom Menace. People don't know what Jedis are. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, Christy's ideas are bad in this book. <laughs> Christy has a lot of bad ideas in this book. I I wrote some down. Where you would like in me fact, to... in fact, Mallory has a really good idea that yeah. Christy that Christy corrupts and turns and makes it and awful. turns bad. Yeah, here are some of Christy's ideas for shows. All right, I was thinking of Marilyn and Carolyn and Christy and the Major League Mystery. Like we go to a ball game and a player is missing and we have to find him. <laughs> This is a radio play. This is her radio, her idea for a fucking radio show. Um, bad, Christy. Christy, you did a bad job this week. And then you did a bad job. You know who had a fucking good idea this week? Who? Pete Black. <laughs> Pete Black had a good. Yeah, his was bike talk. We've already been over this. Bike advice by Pete Black and Erica Blumberg is uh-huh. fucking awesome, and Claudia accepts it on the show. Then there's fashion tips by Sue Archer. Boring. Who cares? I also don't understand why Claudia wouldn't do fashion tips on her own show. Right. Who the fuck is Sue Archer? No one And then the third one that actually happens, it's a segment that sounds pretty good, even though she's an enemy of the BSC, is What's Happening This Weekend by Cokie Mason. Yeah, it's like Time Out New York. If anybody knows what's happening this weekend, it's not you. It's not me. It's fucking Cokie Mason. Yeah. Cokie Mason knows what's happening this weekend. This weekend, there's a um, kids' talent show put on by the uh, Babysitter's Club. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, this weekend, there is a uh, baby parade put on by the Babysitter's Club. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, this weekend, there's a ballet recital in Stamford, Connecticut, starring the Babysitter's Club, Jesse (laughs) Ramsey. 
<laughs> that was my Cookie Mason impression, by the way. <laughs> Cookie Mason doesn't know that that shit flies right under Cookie Mason's radar. Um, you know who else has a star turn this week? Ashley Wyeth. Oh yeah, we should talk about her. I was going to say Alan Gray. Oh, Alan Gray. Oh God, I think I'm becoming Pete, more and more enamored with Alan Gray each week. What a talent! And what just a what, a, what talent. a force he is in this universe. Oh. Before we talk about Alan Gray, yeah. I have something I want to bring up really quickly. Okay. I have to pee and grab a beer. Okay. All right. Let's 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 take a quick break. Goodbye. 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 No, bye. wait. You say bye first. No, you say bye. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that. Okay, bye. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance... I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently their online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Hi, Jack. Welcome back. How's the baby? Uh, fine. Okay. Fine. You Did you went and checked on him during the brief break? I went and checked on him. He's doing well? Yeah. He's sucking on a nipple. You're being cagey in a way. The baby seems fine. Is he actually fine? Because you're being cagey. He's fine. He's feeding? He's feeding. It's weird. Sarah says that too, but I think it's weird to say feeding rather than... (laughs) I think it's weird to say anything but feeding. You know what's way worse than feeding? He's sucking on a nipple. (laughs) I didn't say whose nipple. (laughs) (laughs) It's implied. Tanner, let's talk about Alan Gray. Okay, I would love to. Alan Gray has become a force of pure chaotic evil in all of these books and i love it yeah it's beautiful he's just there to cause trouble to like stir stir things up a little bit you know sounds like chaotic neutral to me but you're the D expert (sighs) it could be i think 
chaotic neutral, the whole point is like you're not concerned with the laws of the land. You're concerned with personal morality. Oh, right. And neutral is you don't think about whether something is good or evil when you do something. And you don't think about whether the consequences of something will be perceived as good or evil. Alan Gray wants bad things to happen. He wants so people to he's... know that he did them, and he wants the consequences of those things to be perceived as evil. Right. So I think he's. I think he's more. I think he might be chaotic evil. I think he's chaotic evil. Uh, I've got a few passages pulled up here, Tanner. I can read if you mm-hmm. would like to demonstrate for the baby nation what we're talking about this week, please. And again, this is also Pete being just being good. Pete, you know, I assume that the Babysitters Cl- Club Ghost Riders. Even though they're chained to tables in the scholastic basements, are allowed some latitude with which characters they pull from the the great babysitter's Bible week by week. It's not an accident that Pete reaches for Alan Gray more often than not. Here are a couple of little things that Alan Gray did this week. One, Claudia is holding auditions for who's going to be on her radio variety show. Uh, a bunch of losers come to the audition. Uh, a lot of people are seeing a whole new world. Uh, Christy, yeah, co- it's like it's very obvious that Disney's Aladdin just yeah. came out right before this. Yeah, it's like every kid saying a whole new world, and like Pete and Anne who who walk in the circles of like children's media yeah are very clearly exhausted with (laughs) a whole new world from disney's aladdin yeah every other audition is some kid doing a bad job of singing a whole new world right uh and then christy comes in and does christy dude christy what the fuck are you doing she like she brings in like five like three or four year olds and to do this like tries to get them to read this like morality play about babysitting exactly it's it's just like a transparent infomercial for the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. It's just like some kid like walked in dirt and like tracked his dirty footprints through the house. And then like she- a babysitter saves the day with like tips about how to clean dirt off kids' shoes. I'm actually kind of into that. During the auditions, near the very end, a boy with a skull mask walks in. In a husky voice, he introduced himself as Oswald McBelch and started burping on pitch, oh, more or less. What a good less. name. Jack, wait, <laughs> yeah. can we get Oswald McBelch on our show? <laughs> <laughs> if we're fucking lucky, I'm sure he's can we booked book up. Can we reach out to HeadGum and be like, hey guys, we need, we need Oswald, Oswald McBelch on our show. Yeah. It would certainly raise the intellectual tenor of the show. <laughs> <laughs> This Oswald McBelch character in the skull mask walks in and starts. I love the other thing is I love the dedication to this. Like he had to fucking like listen to the radio, heard there were auditions, went out and bought a skull mask and like waited in line for like an hour and shows up at the end, comes in and just burps, row, row, row your boat. (laughs) Which sounds impressive, to be honest. Like if I were Claudia, yeah. Ka- like Claudia obviously like dismisses him and like Alan, oh, yeah. it's Alan Gray. Yeah, uh, I would be like Alan. I know you came in here to prank us, but that was seriously impressive what you just did. And I would love to give you a segment on our show. I would love. I would give him a fucking hour on this show. <laughs> Hi, oh everyone. man, uh, this is Ira Glass. Um, <laughs> this week we're uh, bringing you a story about a young man from the Northeast who. <laughs> Can you do Ira Glass better than I can? No, you're doing a very good job. I would never <laughs> interrupt that. Uh, who has We're dedicating in... the whole hour to it this week. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll find it very interesting. Uh, it's about a man's 
ambition and his musicality. <laughs> uh, as this Alan Gray rows his boat up the stream of his life. No, not uh, Alan Gray. It's um, Oswald McBelch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this Oswald McBelch rows his boat up the stream of life. He also makes music specifically. Belching, row, row, row your boat. But but first, Perfectly a story from David Sedaris. <laughs> he, uh, the call-in show happens. Claudia, flick to the next caller. What's your name? Uh, Poindexter, a nasal voice said. And your category? Uh, I pick Christy Thomas's nose. <laughs> <laughs> Christy was in the, in the studio. Spoiler alert, Baby Nation. Christy actually manages to finally... Pitch a concept yeah. that Claudia like throws her a bone with, yeah, which um, is kid like kids book Jeopardy. It's fine, which seems like a pretty good show to be honest. It's like high energy. It's high energy. I think Christy makes it work with her personality. It's not that great of a concept. It's like, like Jeopardy, but it's about kids books. Yeah, she gets it done, and she doesn't. She doesn't do a lot of like plugs for her local business, which shows considerable restraint. But yeah, Alan Gray killing it this week. The only um, downside of you telling that story is that you stole my... So I'm going to have to come up with another one. Oh man, this is it's a peep book, so there are plenty. I got one. Yeah, hit me. Um. Okay, cool. Hey, Tanner. Yeah. Who's that knocking at the door? Are you doing Claudia's closet within Burn of the Week? I'm asking you who that is knocking at the door. I don't I don't know who. I think you're supposed to say what door? What door? The closet door. What closet door? Claudia's closet. No. You're too you're in too deep. My bird of the week this week, Tanner, is a Claudia's closet. The problem is I have to like pull us out of this quicksand that is Claudia's closet to give my burn now. <laughs> Which you already stole. I'm like I'm like Sisyphus over here. Welcome to hell, motherfucker. I haven't slept in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> What's your Claudia closet slash burn? This is what Claudia is wearing this week, baby nation. I was wearing a backward t-shirt, overalls I'd made by sewing together two halves cut from different pairs. <laughs> You're a maniac, Claudia. <laughs> and mismatched socks. It was my deconstructionist look. You know, like the art movement? Yes, Claudia. It's not you know even what deconstructionist movement. means. <laughs> like she's fundamentally misunderstood the art movement. <laughs> You know, like the art movement. Those paintings that show you the parts of objects rearranged in interesting ways. Actually, I think Claudia knows a lot more about deconstructionism than you or I do. Fuck. Fuck. God damn it. I should have known. Well, that was the idea anyway. Cool, huh? Yes, Claudia. I am obsessed with art. Painting, sculpture, drawing, jewelry making. I like to create in any medium, including clothes. This makes me chief oddball in my family. For my parents, tasseled loafers are daring. Kind of a burn on Claudia's parents, actually. <laughs> yeah, very good, actually. Janine shook her head, chuckling. Was that why you wore your jacket to breakfast this morning? To cover that up so we wouldn't have indigestion? I I am growing to resent 
your weak burns that just come from Janine. And the only reason you select them is because they're from Janine. That's not weak. That's fucking brilliant. And it goes on. I was called, I said. Well, it was sort of true. Janine just shook her head and walked to her room. Later, I could hear the usual furious clacking of the computer keyboard coming from Janine's room. I tried to slip quietly by her open door to avoid another comment. Hmm, Frankenstein's jumpsuit, I heard as I entered my bedroom. (laughs) Janine, man, what a fucking talent. What a wit. Fine. Like, given what she's dealing with, given how uncool and unfunny she is, fine. I think that it may be the case that Janine's genius is just on such a level that you aren't able to appreciate her humor. Um, I've got two burns. Okay, Jesus. My first one is a burn on you. It's my weaker one. Okay. Well, it's Pete's weak burn on you. Well, in that case, it sounds like, Tanner, it sounds to me, Tanner, like your burn of the week this week Uh is a... No, no. No, we don't do that. (laughs) Pete Lorenz wrote this. It's Friday night, and the feeling's right. Something, something, the West Side. Let me look up the words. I already love it. Was that a suggestion? (laughs) Yeah. That was from uh, Baby B Vanessa at Lily Sue 22 on Twitter. Set to the tune of Montel Jordan's This is how we do it (laughs) This is how Pete does it (laughs) So I reach for my 40 and I turn it up Designated driver take the wheel Don and I are so different Physically Uh, for one thing Her hair is practically white And she has light freckled skin Another big difference is our taste in food Now I have nothing against healthy eating Seriously I do eat unjunky food, but I just don't understand how anyone could get excited about tofu. Have you ever tasted this stuff? It's like eating a warm sock. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that, is, that cuts me to my very quick. You love tofu. I eat tofu like straight out of the fridge. And it's like, Vegan Nation, it's not that Jack is a vegan man and, and like likes tofu out of necessity. Jack just loves tofu. I l- fucking love it. I like, love it. Like white, extra firm tofu. Yeah. Yeah. The firmer, the better. <laughs> so that's my Pete burn on you. Can I kick us back up a level real quick to save my other true burn? Sure. And th- but then I'll have to And then to we're going to kick back down. I'll have to do a Lorangeous moment, and we'll have to explain to New Baby Bees what a Lorangeous moment is. Okay. But let's ki- we're kicking back up. This is an Inception reference, Baby Nation? Right. Um, Sometimes happens. We're kicking back up. So we're in a... Hang on. Should we talk about it? We're in a Claudia's closet and a burn of the week, but we're in a Laranges moment inside... No, no, no. It started with burn of the week. So we're in a a burn of the week that turned into a Claudia's closet Mm -hmm. that kicked back up to burn of the week that kicked back down to... Laranges moment. Laranges moment. But I'm kicking kicking back back up. up. To burn of the week. Okay. Burn of the week. Hit me. I got it. I think everybody else is following. Okay. Our show is called Tales of Babysitting, Christy said. We all play ourselves. Ourselves? That's no fun, Taylor complained. You just think so because you have the worst part in the show, Lindsay said. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It's yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor. (laughs) Who are Taylor and Lindsay? I kind of lost track of the characters. Uh, They're Barrett's. Oh, they're DeWitt's. They're DeWitt's. Okay. 
Good. So, yeah, he's just Taylor, Lindsay Burns Taylor. Did now you're Lorenzo's <laughs> All right, so we're kicking back down. We're kicking Baby back Nation. down, and I actually had a different Larange's moment. Okay, so you can do another one. Well, uh, in, I feel like it's just getting confused now, though. You do your Larange's moment. Fine, but why don't you tell Baby Nation what Larange's moment is? Larange's moment, Baby Nation, is there's a ghostwriter named Pete Larange's, and he's a gift to all of us. America. A national treasure, and he writes the best Babysitter's Club books, and he writes the best books, period. There comes a moment in each book where Jack and I realize that we are reading a Pete Larange's book because he does something so witty and insightful mm-hmm. That we don't even need to turn to the back page to see who Anne acknowledges as the co-writer of the novel. Right. Because it's so clear that it's Pete. Um, and if you would like to give us a Pete Larange's moment theme song tune, yeah, tweet at us at BSCC Podcast or email us or join the new Baby Nation Facebook group, group. on Facebook and suggest one there. Yep. This is the moment that I knew that I was swimming in a sweet sea of, of Pete. Pete. <laughs> Yuck. It's right at the top of the novel. Immediately new. Immediately new. First chapter. Um, and it falls under another segment. <laughs> it's a it's a segment that we haven't done like intro music for or fanfare for, but it's something that I have in the past called Claudia and Stacy Baseball Idiots. <laughs> Did we not come up with a theme song for that? This by the way, this is also my Lorraine. <laughs> Good. So Thank we God. kicked it down yeah. to Claudia and Stacey Baseball Idiots. Do we need music for it? Yeah, I think maybe we had something, but if not, we'll come up with something. Claudia and Stacey Baseball Idiots. Sorry, Stacey who? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Claudia, Baseball Idiots. Here's what's happening here. Christy is telling a story to Claudia and whatever other captive audience she has from the BSC about uh, Christie's crushers and specifically Jake Kuhn, who was her latest star batter on the Christie's crushers baseball team. Baseball is not my favorite topic, says Claudia. It's not rock bottom, but it's pretty close. If Christie had been talking about spelling or techniques of room cleaning, my nose would already have been in the beef. So what do you think Jake does? Christie looked around. Her face was all a twinkle as if we were on the edges of our seats. Now, if you were talking and you saw three droopy-eyed girls staring back at you, slowly chewing their meals, would you assume they were dying of suspense? Give up? He fields the ball and runs home. Chew, chew, chew. We raised our eyebrows and tried to seem fascinated. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom, I suggested. Those games are long. (laughs) Christy looked at me blankly for a moment, then snapped. Home plate, Claudia! (laughs) It's like an Abbott and Costello routine. <laughs> it's good. Claudia yeah. is a baseball idiot. Christy is a fucking bore. Yeah. And I Pete, also think my nose is in the beef is probably like a really good slang term for like yeah. being sleepy. <laughs> it seems like something like Australians would say. Yeah. Like, my nose is in the beef. Ah, my nose is in the beef. Go back. <laughs> You're looking sleepy. Ah, my nose is in the beef. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, I guess I didn't read the paragraph before where Claudia says that she's about to fall asleep into, into her beef her stew. Chipped beef. So that was your Lorangis moment as well. Tanner, can we kick all the way back up out of all of these segments? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think we just have to lay down in front of a train. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Inception. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to spin a top uh-huh. on my uh, on my table here. And if it keeps spinning, we're still in the fucking dr- segment. Oh, no. It cut to black. Wow. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're out. But this is good. We're doing a lot of very fun topical humor tonight. We had all that Don Siff stuff earlier. Now we're doing a lot of very uh, good Inception jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tanner, can I ask you something? Please. You know how we have a segment that we do. We have a lot of we segments. Don't have a way of introducing except we just say it. What I was thinking is. Chucky Jackie. Track and Jackie. We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! That's where you were headed, right? Yeah, that's where it was going. Because <laughs> we actually have a number of segments we don't quite know how to introduce. No. Don't tell them. Yeah. Uh, this is a long, dormant segment. Through that, no fault of our own. Through no fault of our own. And we missed it, and we were like grasping at straws and inventing new characters who might be able to take on this mantle. But Inventing. Um, finding. Finding. When we, you know, it's read... interesting because invenire, which is Latin for find. Oh God, you started that is... sentence with, you know, it's interesting, and this is not interesting at all. Well, but it's interesting uh, that the root for invent and the root for find are the same in Latin. Very, very not interesting. Jackie Radowski is a boy in Stony Brook who is prone to accidents, mm-hmm. but Jack and I have figured out through a lot of sleuthing that he is not prone to accidents, but is in fact a time walker who blips through time and lives entire lives in alternate universes, lives, die, repeats, which is the other name for that movie that came out that Edge of Tomorrow, Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise are in. Is this another of, of your IP freely IP theft uh, segments? Might be. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> This week, there was a Jackie Rudowski moment in this book, and we are going to explore whether or not he was time-blipping, and if so, and we suspect so, what he was up to. Jack, may I begin? Um, yeah, I would just add to that that what we know for the new baby bees, all we know is that Jackie Rudowski, who is incredibly accident-prone, when he has accidents, he blips through time, and the lifetime that he lives is in some way influenced by the right. accident that he had. Yes, thank you. So, and finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, we have a Jackie Radowski moment this week. Uh, Jackie has been conspicuously absent. I think the Stony Brook lawyers Jackie's heard backy. us talking about. Oh, that's good. Jackie's backy. Yeah. I think the Stony Brook lawyers heard us talking about his absence and rushed to fill that void. Allow me to rush and fill your void. Okay. Knock, that's... knock, said Jackie Radowski. <laughs> Who's there, I said. Lena. Lena who? Jackie grinned. Lena a little closer and I'll tell you. <laughs> That's actually that in was the a text. Track. Yeah. <laughs> Bob was sitting with us in the conference room and fooling around with his sound equipment. Can you put a la- we an actual laugh track in there? We're going to put a we're going to drop an actual laugh track in there. Okay, good. Yeah. We were halfway through our Tuesday auditions. The turnout was even bigger than last time, but the talent wasn't as good. Bob said that when a show becomes popular, everyone wants to hop on board. Jackie was giggling so hard at the laugh track, he could barely deliver the next joke. Knock, knock, he said. Who's there? Ashley, Bob, and I all asked. Hatch. Hatch who? Gazootite. Bob was now playing a recording of one man bellowing with laughter. 
Well, Jackie laughed so hard at that, he fell off his chair. He grabbed onto the table on his way down. Unfortunately, Ashley's and my half-filled plastic water cups were on it. The table tipped and wobbled. Cups, papers, and pens went flying off the end. Blip! It's 1976. Deep in the basement of the seediest comedy club in New York City. The Ha Ha Hut. Is that a real place? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Jackie Radowski is dying. But he doesn't seem to notice. He's been up on stage for 20 minutes. And there hasn't been a laugh or even a chortle. They stopped booing at this stage and got into the more uncomfortable phase of muttering, some with concern, others with anger. Hey, says Jackie. What do you get when you cross a a a once-in-a-generation comedian with two bottles of Jack Daniels and a handful of Quaaludes? (laughs) What? yells a heckler, just, just... trying at this point to move the comedian along so everybody can get out of there. Five fucking nights in this shithole with a lousy fucking audience that understands comic genius about as well as I understand drinking in moderation. These are good jokes, man. You should bring this this to the hot. (laughs) A smattering of booze and sarcastic applause greets Jackie but like I said he doesn't seem to notice eventually the impresario of this open mic night has mercy on Jackie in the audience and comes and ushers him off stage with a couple of lame jokes that people laugh at a little bit too hard just if anything out of relief that Jackie's gone Jackie's ushered backstage to the back room where, before he lies down, he grabs another bottle of Jack. The world starts to fade slowly away as Jackie's eyes blur in and out. His memories jumbled up in a life that was supposed to be filled with laughter but ended up being filled with tears. As his consciousness starts to fade away, all he remembers is his dying dream of making people happy. Jackie Radowski is dying, but he doesn't seem to notice. (laughs) Blip! Whoa! (laughs) Ashley yelled. Bob bolted out of his seat to help Jackie, who had been bopped by a flying cup. (laughs) Are you okay, he asked. His face was red and his hair was wet. Oops, was all he said. It's my fault, Bob said. Those laugh tracks are too distracting. A little too distracting. (laughs) Another lifetime. Another lifetime. For Jackie Wardowski. Come and gone. (laughs) 
This was a sad one. Another another morality lesson. They're all sad, Jack. <laughs> this They're poor fucking child, man. And then he has to go back like with those memories, but he's still just like a happy-go-lucky kid in Stony Brook. <laughs> um. Anyway, Baby Nation, that's Track and Jackie. It's a segment we do when it comes up. Yeah. <laughs> We've done it now. <laughs> it's getting increasingly darker. <laughs> it's not us, though. We're just vessels. Yeah, we're just vessels. This is in the fucking... It's all in the fucking text, Baby Nation. It's in the text. text. I would love very badly to go Mm -hmm. home to my wife. Okay. I think how we say that is to get the fuck out of here. And I would like to do that, too. Very badly to get the fuck out of here. I would... All right. Well, there's no need to be fucking blue about it. Um, I would love to get the fuck out of here as well. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention Ashley Wyeth a major character in this book who we haven't talked about much. She, Baby Nation, if you don't remember, was introduced and then fell off the map in the novel Claudia and the New Girl. Right. Ages ago. Ages ago. And this is another testament to the great sweet Pete swimming in a sweet, sweet sea of Pete. It sounds gross every time you say it. I like it because there's a lot of assonance. Uh-huh. Um, Ashley's been gone for a long time She's been gone for a long time And it's a testament to Sweet Pete That he was like You know who I'm going to bring back To be Claudia's partner In this radio show Ashley fucking Wyeth Right It yeah. was a it was a good pull as we It was a good pull Yeah it felt good, good to have her back a little bit And they became friends again Here's the only thing that I, I Ashley's want... matured a little bit She's matured She's not quite as awful It doesn't seem like she's a living doll anymore Right Yeah no she's gained some of her sentience back Yeah um, I don't know that we have time to get into that, but we'll just leave that hanging there. Here's the passage I want to read to you that I just – I feel like I would be remiss if I did not mention this. This is when Claudia notices that – when Claudia realizes that her co-host for this radio show she's hosting is going to be none other than second place finisher in their radio co-host contest – Ashley Wyeth, who she hasn't talked yeah. to. It seems like since Claudia and the New Girl, even though Anne – Anne – and at the end of Claudia and the New Girl, there was like this like fucking screed and all these like platitudes and promises about like, well, Ashley's not my best friend, like the girls in the Babysitter's Club, but like we're still going to be she'll some- be around. We'll be we'll be sometimes right. friends. And Is- lost that that yeah vision. Do you mean Pete, do you mean by to pick it up? I guess I know what it means to be a sometimes friend of Anne. Dropped off the fucking map. Well, no, Jack, let's not look a gift horse in the mouth here because Stacy is right now a sometimes friend of True. Claudia right. and the the BSC. Let's try to keep and it. And I that would way. really, really like to keep it that way. Uh, yeah, same. You and me both. All right, Tanner, let me read you this passage about Ashley Wyeth, which I feel like I need to get out of my system and I owe to you and the baby nation to discuss before we wrap up. Okay. Uh this is the moment when Claudia realizes that Ashley is going to be her partner on the radio show. Um, it's not a happy moment for Claudia. She hasn't talked to her in a long time. Ashley Wyeth, the artist with a capital A. Ashley Wyeth, who moved to Stony Brook from Chicago, where she had studied at the country's best art school, who wore peasant dresses and combat boots, and had six ear holes. <sighs> Six. Six. Six ear holes. This is, I, we've talked about this in the past, Baby Nation. The hierarchy of the Babysitter's Club is determined very strictly by how many holes you have in your ear. Um, Dawn, right. I think, has the most with 
five, four or five. Here's the thing. It helps to have an odd number of ear holes. Right. But the more the better, but odd trumps evens. It's, It's a very complex hierarchy. It's a complex hierarchy, but a large number of holes in your ear is a sign of great, great status and power in the sitter. The more holes, the better. The more holes, the better in the Sitterverse. And for Anne and Pete to just lay this on us, Ashley, who's been missing, who's been walking in the wilderness, like she like she showed up in Claudia and the New Girl, which is book like what, 17, something like that, maybe earlier, book 12. It was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long, long time ago. And we think we're going to see more of her, but instead she just goes walking in the wilderness. Like she's out finding herself, learning ancient magics learning new skills, understanding sort of the, the the fabric of the universe and how it works and what holds it together and shows up now just like luminescent with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six fucking holes six. in her ears. Right. What a what a powerful <sighs> being. Yeah. Can I um segue from this into a plug for our Facebook page? I don't love you moving on from the topic I started, but I do love a good segue. So, yes. Baby Nation, go join the group Baby Nation on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a closed group where you can come and interact with other folks in Baby Nation. Only those two words a lot. Two holes or more, right? Baby B. Amber started a thread last week. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out the hierarchy of Baby Nation. I'm a four-holer. How many holes you got, baby bees? And then she's used pushpin emojis oh, I like to represent numbers of holes. I like that a lot. Few comments down the thread. Baby bee Karen, mm-hmm. 14 holes. Jack. 14 active holes. Damn. That is powerful. Right? Can- That's so many fucking holes. And all of that... I'm seeing a lot of big numbers thrown out. Yeah. In the Baby Nation group. We've got Niners, we've got Sevens, we've got Tens. Damn. But Baby B. Karen? Yeah. 14 well, I guess active holes. Can we elect her queen of the Baby Nation Facebook group? We don't have to elect her. It's it's already clear. Right. right? I think we should have her on for a, a mystery at the very least. Yeah. Well, you and I only have two holes each. We're the host of this show, and we only have two holes each, and those are the holes that God gave us. Right. Just, well, four if you count. What, in the ears? The two of us. Oh, right. Four holes total. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Amongst the two of us, we have four holes total. Yeah, and those are the holes that God gave us. Baby Nation, it's time to get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Nation, thank you for indulging us this week, as every week. Um, it gives me great joy to have you along with me and my co-host Tanner Greenring on this journey. Um, I do ask one thing of you, um, a boon as it were, please go to iTunes, give us a rating, give us a review, or just give us a rating. You don't have to give us a review. You don't have to say anything. Hit the biggest star you can find. Baby Nation, we say this every week, uh, so it's maybe uh, started to fall on deaf ears, but this is actually really important, and we do legitimately ask you to go and do this thing for us. Rate, review, subscribe. It's super important to us. While we love you and we kiss you very much, uh, we would also like to have new listeners to our show. This week, Baby Nation, we read a book uh, that was called Claudia Kishi, 
live from WSTO. And next week, we're going to be reading a book called Marianne and Kemp BSC. Camp? Camp. Camp. Sounds like a super special. We don't... I think it's... um. I think it might be the plot of the Babysitter's Club movie. Oh, wait, really? They have a camp. I think so. Chrissy's dad comes like back. A, yeah. Oh, my God. If I meet Chrissy's dad, like I would cool literally fucking die. Dawn. I would literally die if I met Chrissy's dad and a cool boy fell in love with Dawn. That would yeah. be too much. He's like Italian. <laughs> Let's keep an eye on it. Oh, gosh. I hope that's what that is. Um, Baby Nation looks like next week's going to be a banner week for this podcast. This podcast, Baby Nation, has been a podcast that you know and love called the For For Kids Only 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 Cast. Yep. I, this week, am, always will be, have been, will have been, and continue to be the great- A lot of fun, fun, tense work. The only (laughs) Jack Alexander Shepard. Uh, this week I am either Ira Glass <laughs> or Idea Machine Don Sif, depending on which segment we decide to cut and keep in, <laughs> or Tanner Greenring. <laughs> this week, um, Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you think boys have never been invented. Catch you next week, baby nation. Jimmy and I have an Apple TV, and whenever I turn on the Apple TV, it automatically turns on the TV. And Mm -hmm. the TV is set to some kind of broadcast station that only plays infomercials. And sometimes I'll just get lost in them. Oh, that's pretty good. Like, the TV will turn on, but the Apple TV won't. And I'll just sit and watch infomercials for, like, half an hour. Infomercials are so engaging. You know what I watch nowadays uh, when I turn on the old Apple TV? I can recommend this highly. Uh, it's a 22-hour YouTube video called White Noise for Crying Babies. <laughs> uh-huh. Does it drown out the sound of crying babies? Yeah, it drowns out the so- sound of crying. No, it seems to comfort them. And it's literally, it's just a static image of this woman holding a baby. Uh, I call her Mrs. Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> And she's basically the surrogate mother to my child. (laughs) (laughs) It's 22 hours. You should check it out. It's very good. Yeah. Um, What were we talking about? Can't remember. That was a HeadGum Podcast.